Hello and welcome to episode 74 of the Implant Games Podcast. My name is Chris Ginthy and I have a great show lined up for you today. So, uh, last Saturday after we kind of wrapped up the show, uh, the entire internet, uh, not just the retro gaming community, but kind of the internet as a whole, um, went a little crazy over a channel or a company called The Fine Brothers. Uh, what the Fine Brothers are, they are a YouTube channel that does videos um, called like Teens React 2 and Elders React 2. And it kind of, I don't know, I guess it's a genre of video that is kind of uh, popular. So the Fine Brothers have like 14 million subscribers on YouTube or something like that. So they're pretty popular. Now, I'm not a fan of this type of video. Like, I've seen this pop up, like, on Facebook. Someone must have shared, like, Teens React to Game Boy or something like that. So I'm kind of aware these videos exist, but I kind of don't really watch them. I don't care. Um, they never really... They're kind of clickbaity. Just not something that I really dig or get into. Um, now... This kind of goes beyond that too. So like one reaction video I did watch, or maybe I watched a couple of them, uh, was earlier this year or earlier last year in 2015 when the first Star Wars The Force Awakens trailer uh, came out. So like everyone else, I watched that right away and fell in love with it and, and thought it was really fantastic. Watched it more than once. Did the same thing with like Batman v Superman. Um, when those trailers come out, really love them. Watch them a few times, really get into it. But what people have kind of been doing is, um, the one I watched in particular, so last year sometime, maybe even about a year ago, I don't remember, um, was the happy, is it, is it the happy? No, I don't remember who. The happy console gamer? Whatever. Johnny Millennium. Whatever that gentleman's name is. And, uh, he... Um, got home from work, like queued up the trailer, and then uh, he kind of watched that and then filmed himself watching it so you could like see him tear up and you know just really you know lose it and be really excited. And I watched it and then you know it was neat, I guess, but never watched another one ever again. Just not something I get into, but I'm in the minority. These things are like really, really popular. So last week after recording episode 73 and getting that up online, I noticed on one of the Facebook groups that I post my videos to had kind of like a rant. Uh, so I think his name is Sean Long. I can't remember. Um, I know his video kind of caught my eye. It was talking about the the Fine Brothers and, uh, and his friend Ape at Eric. So if you watch retro video games on YouTube, you've probably heard of Ape at Eric. Um, I'm, again, I'm not that familiar with his work. I just know the name. Um, so I watched the first few minutes of it just to kind of, I don't know, for something about it really caught my eye. So I watched a bit of that, which then kind of led me down the rabbit hole of this entire story. So after that, I then went to Apic 8-Bit Eric's channel and learned, you know, he had some videos taken down. He had made some React React videos. He reacts to something. He reacts to a Fine Brothers video. I have... I don't know what he did, but his videos then got flagged and taken down, a copyright takedown, uh, by the Fine Brothers saying, no, we own this and you can't show it. So I wish I had more history. Did he do a react to a Fine Brothers react video? Did he just copy the format? I really have no idea, but that then brought me to the next, uh, you know, the next layer down the well. Um, which was actually searching for the Fine Brothers and figuring out what this entire entity is. Um, so, they 
it was three videos, and I don't think any of them are up anymore. The first one was them announcing um, React World. So what they wanted to do is, I don't know, create like an MCN, a YouTube multi-channel network, um, where they would let you use their React formula and help you with art assets and the formula and all of that. Like, what a good MCN should do, they were actually wanting to do. Um, except for along with that, they were basically saying, if you want to make React videos on your own, we're going to hit you with, you know, copyright takedowns. So either join us or else we'll crush you type of thing. Or at least that was kind of the impression that they gave. Again, I've said it before, I generally believe people's intentions are pure. Um, especially when you're like talking about YouTube and creative types. Uh, it's not always, like money is not the biggest driver. Um, maybe I'm wrong, but I'd like to hope, I guess, that the intent is correct. So then the video after that was the Fine Brothers. Sorry, just checking if my mic is on. A couple episodes ago, I actually recorded this entire thing, only to realize I forgot to turn on my microphone and had to redo the whole thing. So they then did another video explaining their copyright takedowns and um, basically they gave a little more, I don't know, I'm not familiar with these guys, so it was the two guys that kind of run the show. I don't know if they're not always on camera or what, but kind of sitting down and talking to their audience um, about what they were doing. They had lost something like half a million subscribers and I think they kind of needed to do some damage control over this whole situation. Um, basically saying like if you want to do your own react videos go ahead just like if you want to open up your own the analogy they used is if you want to open up your own burger shop go ahead however you also have the choice to be like a Burger King franchisee and then you have access to all of those resources food distribution you know uh, all of that that goes with it advertising so they were kind of making it sound like what they were doing was you know that the right thing in their mind the right thing um, and then the internet just pretty much exploded on them. Um, they were everywhere, like some really big sites, like socialblade.com reported on this. And uh, over the past week, I've noticed in my YouTube video feed a lot of people talking about this. And uh, that was kind of what happened this week. Not a lot of gaming news, but like the YouTube news, that was it. That's what everybody was talking about this week. And it really goes along with everything I've been talking about for the last four episodes. So copyright fair use um even if we go back to you know should you be charging for your videos what constitutes actually creating content um it all really kind of came together in this one really weird week of, of of this event happening so uh what i did yesterday and today was kind of try and catch up on what a react video is and then what I had, uh, had a friend point to me some other channels that have uh, a million views where they do this type of content to really kind of figure out what this is all about and wrap my head around it. I'm so, um, like I should be more aware of what all of this is, but the, the type of videos I watch on YouTube are the type of videos I create. So I create the type of videos that I would like to watch. So I'm very oblivious to certain things like this whole trend of I don't know, reacting, watching people watch video trailers and stuff like that. It's just really, I mean, obviously I should be more on top of that. Perhaps I would be more successful. I don't know. 
Alrighty, so the first thing I watched, I kind of wanted to go back to, you know, where I first heard of this. So I went to the Fine Brothers and watched Teens React to Game Boy. Um, so this was a video where a bunch of, like, probably 13 to 17, maybe, kids played the Game Boy for the very first time. Um, so it was actually a really well-produced video. If you're like me and you've never watched these guys' uh, content before... Um, it's really well produced. Uh, the camera equipment is obviously, you know, pro level gear. The audio is fantastic. Um, the quality is really, really good. And the editing is really, really good. Like this was an entertaining eight minute video. I'm not going to lie. Um, so it's really edited. It's like these four or five kids talking about what the Game Boy is. So you know, it's really, really thick, and it's really, really strange, and it houses batteries, which, you know, in today's world of electronics, that's really not the norm. So I thought that was interesting, and then this little girl's like, why is it called the Game Boy? Is there a Game Girl? Which totally blew my mind. I've lived my entire life and never realized the Game Boy had such a stupid name, really. I mean, why is it called the Game Boy? But anyway, I thought that was really neat. And then they played it and complained about the screen. And, you know, one of the kids says, you know, this is something my dad would play. Ha ha ha. Like real, you know, typical stuff. I didn't learn anything out of this video other than Game Boy. Like never occurred to me. So what I came out of that with is these are well-produced good videos. Do I think it's a unique idea um, of, of what they do? Um, not at all, because since like VHS camcorders in the 1980s, this is what people have done. So this whole thought of giving somebody something and then watching them react to it um, is no different than a parent filming their child opening a Christmas present. Like we've all saw like James Rolfe open the, his Nintendo on Christmas. Like that's not a unique concept that's been around forever. Now. To go back to the whole React thing, what the Fine Brothers did is they trademarked the term, I think a bunch of them, React, um, Elders React, and Teens React too. So they own those trademarks now. Now again, four weeks ago, I was sitting here talking about how it was so stupid that Sony wanted to trademark the term Let's Play. And the only reason they didn't get it is because someone else has Let's Play, only the S is a Z. That's the only reason Sony does not have a trademark for Let's Play. So the Fine Brothers got these trademarks to all these different React names and then used that ownership of the trademark to take videos down. So you can kind of see what Sony might have been able to do if they got that trademark. Real sad. So the next one I watched, so I watched the Teens React to Game Boy because it's related to something I care about. So then I watched one of their newer videos. Um, I guess Netflix is um, doing like a successor to Full House. Um, so if you're in your late 20s, pretty much till, I don't know, you're older than that, you've heard of Full House. It was a really popular show in the 90s. That's where the Olsen twins came from. Uh, so that show, like, you know, won its course and was canceled, and um, Netflix is bringing it back, and it's called Fuller House. And I think it follows one of the kids. It doesn't follow, like, Bob Saget or anything like that. I don't know. I don't care. Um, that's not the point. The point is there's been a couple of trailers on Netflix. So they play these trailers and then, you know, film the reaction that teens have to it. And then they also interview them like a documentary. What did you think of that? Do you know what this is? You know, real basic documentary style questions. Um, and 
I don't know why the camera does that. And, you know, put together an interesting video. Again, it was about seven minutes. I slogged through it, and it's not for me, but it's not bad. Like, I can see why people enjoy it. Um, it's a real casual, easy-to-watch video. Like, if I was, um, you know, on a lunch break at work, like, this is the exact type of thing that you could use to kill a lunch break or, you know, while you eat your lunch. Um, you know, it makes sense to me. I get it. And they're really, again, I can't stress it enough, like, these are really well put together videos. Like, they're edited really well. Um, they're put together really well, the audio, the video. It, it's just a really slick production. I thought it was a lot better than I was expecting. I was expecting more like, um, you know, there's a camera pointing at a kid and, you know, what I, I was just expecting garbage. Um, so the next two channels I tried to look at, and again, I didn't seek these out. Someone brought these to my attention. They're like, Chris, what do you think about this whole thing? And I'm like, I'll tell you tomorrow in my podcast, because that's what it's about. And he's, I got a few links. So one of them was to CJ So Cool, and another one was for a YouTuber named Jinx. Um, if you're like me and watching this, I suspect you've never heard of these either, or maybe again, you know, I'm living under a rock and I should be. Um, but these are a little less, these are a little, these suck. They're not very good. So basically these are a video playing in the corner. Let's see, like a video playing in the corner and then like picture in picture and then me sitting here watching the video going hey that's this or hey or that guy's stupid or you know whatever or it could be like 30 seconds of you know just watching the video and not doing anything so basically this copyrighted material is playing in the corner while he films himself you know not reacting to the video like real lazy really not entertaining um i i don't I don't get it at all. I don't know how these, I don't know how, I think what bothers me about these two in particular, and again, maybe they do other stuff that I'm not familiar with, I, I don't know. What bothers me is that people watch this stuff and comment on it, like, if I would have known that all I had to do was sit here and like film me reacting to something, like, I could have saved myself a lot of time over the past two years. Like, I feel like I've been doing it the hard way. And it kind of annoys me a bit that people don't... That that's how people wish to spend their entertainment time. And, like, you can kind of see a shift on TV. So, on TV right now, today, so 2015, 2016, really over the past few years has been really, really awesome. So, right around, like, 2000, 2001, like, reality television, especially on network TV, like, really hit it big. Like, Survivor kind of kicked it off as far as network television went. And then you'd get shows like The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, Who Wants to Marry a Millionaire, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. It's just, like, all this reality content like really easy tv to churn out you know um and it's kind of shifted so now we have awesome shows like um like we have the walking dead which is just a phenomenal show we just got through with breaking bad um which on its entire run was really really terrific hbo has kind of been on this really high quality content kick for a long time so like a decade ago they'd had six feet under which was something that really grabbed me and something that i really love to watch 
Um, so every few years, I'll watch all five seasons, like just real quality television. And to kind of even talk further how there's a shift in the way uh, we watch TV, like AMC, who makes the, the Walking Dead, they canceled all of their reality television programming except for The Talking Dead, which is really good, good talk show, and Comic Book Men, which is sort of like Pawn Stars in a comic shop. Um, they canceled everything else. They only have two, and they're not, they're not doing any more reality programming. And that kind of reminds me of, of this whole situation. So people get really upset about, like, Let's Players. Um, PewDiePie, obviously, people really don't like how he filmed himself and his buddies playing games, and now he's a millionaire, and that really bothers people. Um, so, like, keeping that in the back of my mind, that's kind of how I felt when watching some of this stuff. So... Again, I don't know these guys. I don't know their background. Maybe they do other things that are really good. Again, they were pointed out to me. I went to their channel, hit the search for React, and that's what was presented to me. So kind of ties in then to um, fair use and copyright. So um, on one of the last episodes, someone told me to check out a video called Cool Cat Learns Fair Use. Um, and I've lost the URL. So... Um, I believe this guy is a, um, he reviews movies, sort of like the Nostalgia Critic, so he shows a lot of the movie footage uh, during these reviews, and uh, so he gets hit with copyright strikes all the time, and he always appeals them saying it's fair use, here are the reasons why. Um, so in a court of law, this is, again, I'm not a lawyer, this is how like a judge determines if something is fair use or not, so there's like four points. Um, so the measuring of fair use. Um, the purpose and character of your use. So these are the things that are used to measure, is it fair? So the purpose and character of your use, the nature of the copyrighted work, the amount of substantial substantiality of the portion taken, and the effect of the use upon the potential market. So like yesterday, I put up a video um, how to use the XRGB Mini, the FrameMeister, to get a good picture out of uh, a LaserDisc player. So this is the very first time I've ever put like movie footage in one of my videos. So um, I have five seconds from four different movies and then none of the audio from the movies. And I kind of put it to that test. Um, so the purpose and character of that use was to show what a LaserDisc looks like um, in upscaled to 1080p um, the nature of the copyrighted work so these are five second clips from each of those movies probably the best clips from each of those movies the amount and substantiality of the portion taken so again five seconds for each clip um, normally on these FrameMeister videos I do like nine to ten seconds of each video game um, but I'm like I guess I probably don't need ten seconds to show what a laser disc looks like so I cut that in half to five and then the effective use um, the effect of the use upon the potential market. So showing off these five second clips for four movies is not going to harm the sale of those four movies. So in my mind, my use was fair. It passes those four points. Um, so I went ahead and I did it. YouTube, uh, it's got like an algorithm that goes through. Your videos don't get monetized right away. Usually it's like a minute later, then they'll be monetized, or sometimes five minutes later. Um, and they went through right away, so seemed to pass the YouTube algorithm check. And uh, yeah, 
If you're curious about more of that type of information, um, I know um, on these podcasts that I've been doing lately, people really seem to, I get a lot more likes when I talk about YouTube and drama and things like that rather than video games. So I'm going to try and listen to that feedback and kind of relate it all together. But if you're interested in this video, check it out. It's called Cool Cat Learns Fair Use. Really good 20 minute video. Learned, I don't know if I learned a lot about fair use, but it kind of made me feel better about my understanding might be the right word. So, yeah. Um, I think I hit everything on the Fine Brothers. Let's see. If somebody took one of my videos, I don't think this would ever happen because I don't think there's much to react to with what I say. I don't curse. Um, I don't do much offensive and I'm not terribly interesting. So there's not much to react to. It'd be a really boring video. Just watching somebody sitting there being like, this guy sounds like a robot. Like, wouldn't be that interesting. But what if that happened? Would I feel like somebody is making money off of my work? Should I care if somebody is making money off of my work? Should I look at it as somebody's promoting my content? Um, should I look at it with like a legal eye or an emotional eye? Um, would it be sort of annoying to see like my video in the corner with somebody just sitting there watching it? letting, you know, basically making money off of all the hard work that I put into it. I'm not, I don't think it would bother me because there's just, I don't know. I'm trying to always look forward, not look back, not look and, you know, not get upset. Um, you know, if something goes wrong, you know, getting angry isn't really going to fix it. Um, and I would that type of video using my face, my mug, my work, quantify as fair use? I'm not sure. They're not harming me. Um, even if somebody lambasted me and, and just made fun of me and really tore into me, I would probably get some subscribers out of it. And I probably wouldn't lose any subscribers. There's no... The effect would be a positive effect. Like they say, like there's no such thing as bad publicity. So, I don't know. The substantiality of the portion taken, that's the part that kind of always grabs me, and I talked about that before. When you do a 40-minute review on a 90-minute movie, is that really fair use? I don't know if something like that has ever gone to court. Obviously, the people that make those feel that it is fair use, but I'm, I'm still, I don't know. Something about that seems wrong, but I don't know. To each their own. So yeah, I think that is all I have to say about the Fine Brothers. So they've since gone back, they made another video basically saying, React World, we're done with it. And all of those copyright claims that they took against all of these content creators, um, they've revoked them all. So all of the videos that people made that may or may not have been infringing on that copyright, they can now do it as they please and not have to worry about it. Um, and I kind of feel like there's been no real conclusion. Um, you know, I would like to see... I, people... I could see, like, creating this thing, right? Like, you create and nurture this little project. And in your mind, you feel it's unique, right? I've got these teenagers. I have this very specific video format of them reacting to, like, 80s and 90s pop culture. And it blows up, right? And you, and you have 13, 14, 15 million subscribers. And, you know, you're making a lot of money and you're finding a lot of success. And then people start ripping you off. Um, I, I can see where they're coming from and I can see how that would make them, you know, upset. And I could see how they would want to, to protect what they feel is, you know, copyright infringement. Like, I can empathize with where they're coming from. 
empathy, um, not the same thing as sympathy. You can see where they're coming from without having to agree with them. Uh, but the question is, like, in the entertainment industry, like, nobody owns, like, the copyright for a sitcom. So, like, I can make a show of, like, four people in New York City bombing around, and I'm not going to have to worry about whoever owns Seinfeld coming and suing me, saying, no, you can't do four people in New York City. That's our unique, you know, idea. And that's kind of the same thing with everything, like a review. Like nobody's trying to, to copyright, you know, only I can review, you know, NES games. Um, when Angry Video Game Nerd got really popular, you know, in 2008, 2009, there were a lot of copycats and, and James didn't go after them and say, you know, you have to take this down, you're copying my idea. And that's the same thing for TV, we already mentioned, right? We mentioned that Comic Book Man is basically Pawn Stars in a comic shop. And the people at Pawn Stars didn't go and try and take Comic Book Men off the air. And I think what it boils down to is not being a scumbag. To be honest with you, um, do the right thing. Um, if you're wasting all of this time and energy trying to bring other people down, then you've completely lost focus on what you're doing. Um, you should be furthering your format. You should be making you know your teens react video better than the people that are copying you. Like that should be your goal. That would be progress, and that's how you improve, and that's how you kind of beat the system there. Um, going and, and searching out these videos and issuing copyright takedowns, there is absolutely no way that can help you at all. Um, and you just shouldn't do it. Not from a legal perspective, from a, a common sense perspective. Your goal should be to improve yourself. And, and when you're not doing that and you're wasting your effort on other things, you're really just wasting your time. So. That's kind of how I feel about the whole Fine Brothers situation. I know a lot of people got really upset, got really angry. Um, obviously, the people that had their videos, you know, taken down probably had got even more upset. And they probably should have been upset. Um, I'm not going to obviously latch out. You know, scumbag, I guess, is as bad as it's going to get from me. Um, you know, that's how they acted. So I feel okay saying that. And hopefully everybody moves past it, you know, in three weeks from now, the whole internet's up in arms about something else, because something else is going to come up and we're all going to forget about it. So um, I was going to talk a little bit about the Coleco Chameleon before we wrap things up. So I got a really awesome comment from Robbie Sabo on YouTube. He says, I'm actually looking forward to the Coleco Chameleon. The cartridges are a major boon for me, but my excitement for it is that it's using a physical medium. My Steam library is huge, 300 plus games easy, but I don't appreciate any of it. It's just a list of games that I look at on occasion, but don't feel like playing most of the time. However, I look at my Saturn, Dreamcast, Mega Drive, Atari Lynx collections on my shelf, and 9 times out of 10, after looking lovingly at it for a while, I'll pick out a game and just and just tuck in. I'm not a DLC person, I hate patches, so if the Coleco follows through with the no DLC, no patches thing, I'm on board. It's really hard to quantify why I'm excited about the Coleco Chameleon, but there you are. So great comment, thank you very much, a lot of thought put into that and I appreciate it. Um, I like the perspective of somebody that is excited because I can't tell that side of the story. Um, so obviously I can appreciate looking at games or movies or records or CDs on a shelf and being like, yeah, I own that. It's something I can hold and touch and put in a disk drive or drop a needle on or what have you. And it's like a physical thing that you actually own versus 
your Steam library or, you know, like my Voodoo movie library or my Amazon library or iTunes library, where it's really just a bunch of names on a computer screen. Now, I think everybody agrees that's the future. And um, that's, I guess, why it's excited. Uh, that's why it's exciting to see somebody attempt a cartridge-based system. Um, it would be really cool to have a bunch of Coleco Chameleon cartridges on the shelf like don't get me wrong I don't think it's gonna happen but um, it is something worth being excited about I, I just happen to think that the people that are doing it are going to fail but I hope I'm wrong so I think that's gonna do it for this week guys we're hitting that 30 minute mark uh, if you have any questions comments or cer concerns definitely leave a comment on the website at implantgames.com or if you're watching this on YouTube definitely leave a comment uh, you know I'll respond maybe talk about it in next week's episode so until then have a great day